Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. John Lewin, CEO of K92 Mining. Um, we operate the high-grade K92 mine in Papua New Guinea. Um, production uh, last year, about 100,000 ounces. One of the lowest cost producers in terms of cash cost, all in sustaining costs in the world right now. John, good to have you back. I mean, you're only on in July, but uh, you're on you're on a you're on a world tour. You've you've left the sunny shores of Perth and uh, on the west coast, and you're on the west coast of Canada now. So, what are you doing all the way over there? Well, we're a Canadian company, um, so Perth into Papua New Guinea for a couple of weeks, um, week on site, having a look at. Uh, progress we've made in, in, in so many areas um, from underground expansion of what we're doing underground, uh, more infrastructure going in, ventilation, power, et cetera, et cetera, to the plant where, of course, we completed our, our expansion, 400,000 tons per annum, doubling our throughput last year, looking at opportunities to, uh, to fine tune that and get more through, to the camp, doubling capacity, um, warehouse, tripling capacity, et cetera, et cetera. So a huge amount uh, happening happening on site um, and throughput going up and up. And then a, a week in, uh, in Port Moresby, which is um, the other part of what you have to do as a CEO, which is you know meeting with government, meeting with the government departments, ministers, um, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, your, your, um, your peers, from the from the industry, uh, and then and then over to uh, to here to Vancouver. Uh, but we'll do Vancouver, Toronto. You know, but seeing seeing investors, um, seeing our shareholders uh, participate in a couple of uh, conferences in North America. So there's a lot. Fantastic. A lot Fantastic. It must must be nice to actually move around. But now we were actually going to um, speak to you last week on location or in like in on location yeah um but i think because the the some covid restrictions being removed you were able to actually get up to port moresby which was obviously good news for for you not so much for us because i'd love to have seen the camp um but uh we are going to talk to you today a little bit about what's going on at judd because i see some quite nice numbers coming out there and i'm intrigued as to what what's going on there but but first just give us a little bit of uh market perception what you're saying because obviously you're in Vancouver you're talking to funds institutions we've obviously got um Denver show coming up and um in fact there's two shows isn't there what's the, what's the other one you're going to next week uh precious metals beaver creek beaver creek now those are the two better one two of the better ones uh, on, on the calendar but are, are people physically turning up or are we doing that remotely again this year um i think the majority will be virtual uh, certainly, out of uh, out of Canada, the uh, majority looked like being virtual. Um, you know, Canada's a bit like the UK. They're sort of they're coming out of COVID, still with some restrictions, um, but returning to some form of normality. Right, I think is the right is the view. 
So there's going to be like some some physical, and uh, that sounds like a lot more of the Zoom call meetings over there. But I think it's important. It's important time because they, you know, if if you're a retail investor, you need to understand that because September is like a time when the market tends to sort of pick up again. You know, people have done their holidays. Um, they've they've had a little time to to relax, and these conferences usually as the kind of kick off moment. So, um, are you seeing the numbers of attendees, whether virtual or physical? The same, less, more. I mean, what are you, what are you seeing as a as a, someone who's paying to be there? Look, I think the one thing you're right there on is is you know we're moving into uh, what our North American friends call the as the fall, and so you are you're starting to get people coming back, and uh, Beaver Creek is very much the the start of that, and there's a lot of I'd say an extended summer holiday period in North America, and that's. Because you know, last year there wasn't a, there was not a holiday period. So I think people have made the most of that. Um, certainly, since I've been here, I've been busy every single day. Um, Beaver Creek, yeah, look, uh, certainly busier than it was uh, last year. We're doing it virtually. Um, at least I'll be in the same time zone, so it'll be a bit easier than it was last year. Uh, you know, I think with as there is a you know, people want to see how the quarterly has gone. And that, that has been, uh, uh, you know, people want to just know that the numbers are going where they should be going. But the big focus for many is, is obviously on the growth story that, that, we, that we provide. So when you look at our quarter, I mean, we had a record throughput in terms of tonnage. That's from our expansion. We were up over 50% from the same quarter last year. Uh, gold equivalent production, 25,000 ounces. Uh, it's a very solid quarter for us, especially in the middle of, of uh, COVID. Um, cash costs seven seven thirty odd, all in sustaining, just over a thousand. Um, both high relative to our targets, uh, and again, that's uh, that's reflecting slightly lower production than we were than we're looking for, and we'll average. And uh, also that we've we've got a fair amount of expenditure, both on the next phase of expansion, about $30 million this year on the next phase of expansion, and on sustaining capital, new equipment, et cetera, et cetera, which is also about $30 million. Right. Okay. I, too, want to focus on the growth story. So, um, so the Q2, COVID, slightly COVID-affected uh, results there, but not. But general trend is that it, it, it's kind of what you, where you thought it would be. Is, is that fair to say? Yeah, look, it was a significant increase on the, on the previous quarter, Q1. And um, yeah, look, we did we did have some impacts with uh, travel restrictions between Australia and PNG in the quarter for about two months of that of that three months. So when you you look at uh, those things, then yeah, we were we were actually very happy with uh, with what we achieved in the second quarter. But on the ground, the operationally, the company is being able to do what it needs to do in in large parts. Yes. Yeah, look, as some people would be aware, Australia is extremely focused on controlling um, movement um, out, but especially in to Australia. And so they have restrictions on the number of people that are, that are allowed to move in and out of country. As an industry in Papua New Guinea, we actually have uh, agreement with the federal government, with the state government to move people. And that's that's our entire industry, not just ourselves, but but the whole resource industry, because it's it's key to PNG. It's uh, it's about thirty five percent of GDP. 
it's 80 over 85 percent of exports and so the Australian government and obviously the PNG government want to make very sure that the resource industry is able to operate normally, but at the same time, look to make sure that all the protocols and everything else are in place that that uh, protect both countries. And so that's something that uh, we've been able to do. As a result, we have uh, approvals from government to to move people which are which are considered outside of the of the cap, which which applies um, to Australia. And so that's a that's a really positive big big tick and big support actually from uh, from the Australian government and obviously from PNG government um, coming out of Australia now fully vaccinated you can come in to to PNG as you mentioned earlier with no uh, no need to vaccinate uh, sorry no need to uh, to quarantine which which is which is fairly major for our people because for the last eighteen months we've been uh, We've been doing at least a week of quarantine on on arrival. Right, so that helps us. Okay, thank you for that. I want to, and by the way, I'll point people back to the previous interviews that we've done, which are kind of very fulsome, detailed, specific aspects of the company. But today, we're going to talk about something which I we've not really kind of dug into, mainly because you've also done a little bit more drilling since we've had those conversations, which which is a conversation around Judd. But let me just kind of set it up because I'm interested in the growth component. Yeah, you're a $1.6 billion Canadian, Canadian dollar company today, your 100,000 ounce producer. People have factored in this target number that you've, you've, you've laid out for people is 350,000 ounce producers, what you want to become. I want to know what you're going to do or what you, are, you have to do to get to that point. Because there's a few quite positive things about you. You're cash producing. You're, you haven't diluted shareholders for two years. You've got no debt. You've, um, in fact, I think, I think you know, you are, you know, on 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 target. You're on target. You're hitting your own numbers, but you've got a bunch of things to do to go from a hundred thousand to three hundred fifty thousand. So, can you explain to me how you're approaching that? Um, you know, and what, and what those sort of time frames are, because that you've got to get there. <laughs> I want to know, can you get there? Okay, so first of all, we we got ourselves the resource that we needed to be able to look at this next step, as you said, which was to move from the last expansion to 400,000 to now put in a brand new plant, uh, expand on the ground to a million tons per annum. So in order to do that, first of all, we had to convert a lot more of our ounces into measure and indicated. So we've currently got six rigs working uh, underground, a couple on the surface, and a big focus is converting inferred ounces to measure and indicated because that's what goes into your feasibility study. At the same time, some of that drilling is also expanding the resource. So resource, as it was uh, last year when we defined it, 1.1 million ounces of measure and indicated, 10.4 grams per tonne, uh, 3.7 million ounces of inferred at uh, just over nine grams per tonne. So this is a high grade, uh, very much a high grade resource. Now, in order to put that into a definitive feasibility study, we need 2 million ounces plus of measured indicated. And so we've, we've been very much focused on that underground. Um, and the drilling for our updated resource will be completed uh, in October. And in November, we'll come out with an updated resource we believe we'll get beyond the 2 million ounces of measure and indicated and another 3 million plus um, of 
inferred. That's at Cora. And that resource is what drives our expansion. Uh, the feasibility study is now looking at 1.2 million tonnes rather than 1 million tonnes. And that's around 350,000 ounces. So that's what, what drives that expansion. Now, when you look at expanding, especially in underground operation, from the, the levels that we've been at to that, infrastructure, especially for underground, is a major part of that. And for us, the, uh, the critical path was actually development of a twin incline that would allow those larger tonnages to come out. Now, remember, you may recall that we are an underground mine that's a little bit unusual in that you go into the side of the mountain and you go up into our resource in the main part. So we've got an existing incline. It's uh, five by five, goes up at one and seven. And we're busy now with a twin incline that comes in at one at 75, a five by five and a half and a six by six and a half that allow us to get up to 3 million tonnes per annum. So beyond this phase and, and, and actually allows for the next phase and even potentially the phase after that. And that we started last year. Each of those two is now about 600 metres in. So we've been developing those in the middle of COVID as well ourselves. So we use our own people for, for doing that. That's a critical part. And that is what will then allow us to complete the feasibility study first quarter next year. And 12, uh, 24 months later, we'll be in a position to be commissioning that and ramping our production up from a bit over 100,000 ounces this year, um, probably around 140 uh, next year, um, similar numbers the following year, and then that step up to the 350,000 ounces. So it's very much been about the resource, Cora, We've had some great numbers on that, putting in the infrastructure, which we've been doing right now. But wait, there's more, as, as uh, that advert used to say, uh, come and buy this or whatever. What's really uh, um, impacting our thinking now is that we started doing some work on a parallel vein system to Cora. So Cora's, if you recall, it's two veins, K1, K2. And we've drilled out roughly a thousand meters by a thousand meters. And that's got us, let's call it 5 million ounces. There's a parallel vein system called Judd. We've always known that it's mineralized and, we, and we've known that it's got some good mineralization from, from drilling at the surface, very close to surface, hundred meters, I think below surface uh, intersection of four meters at 278 and hundred meters below that nine meters at uh, eight and a half and 1% copper. So, We've known it's got some potential. We haven't really focused on it because everything has been on Cora. Now, more recently, we, we actually put in a development along the strike and we developed for about 300 meters. We found the vein J1, as we call it, averaged over three and a half meters at about 12 grams per ton gold equivalent. It's almost like another Cora vein. And it's, it's only about 150, 200 meters away, but parallel. And all of our underground development sits in between the two. So you're looking this way, you're looking at Cora, you're looking this way, you're looking at Judd. So you're, this is, a, this is a, a, a new vein system, if you like, that's not go off and develop to and find it and then be able to do something. This is actually parallel to your, 
to your existing veins and right in the middle of it is all your development. So we got that development. We said, look, actually this, this looks really worthwhile following. We, we put in a few holes. Um, one of the first holes we got, 7.25 meters, 250 odd grams per ton last year. It was one of the best in the world last year. We follow that up now with a second development, 30 meters above the first development. And we reported uh, about just over, just under two weeks ago, the first 83 meters were averaging three and a half meters, 16 and a half grams per ton. So it's again, showing excellent, excellent results. We've actually got to the point where we had to say, listen, this is just too good. We can't, we can't not drill it. So we've turned one of our rigs around and remember that all the Joe Cuddies that we put in are sitting in the middle. So you mean literally, literally turned it around 180 degrees yeah, and said 180 degrees off we and go. Drilling. Yeah, because I because I saw the result. Um, so it was the press release the other day. I think August thirtieth. We you're talking about eight and a half meters at you know fifty grams per ton of you know, gold equivalent. Um, you can't ignore that. I know you've already got high grade. So you know, I think you're averaging certainly in the PowerPoint. It talks about nine point six grams, but you can't ignore the gold equivalent of forty, you know, fifty grams per ton. It's it's not safe. So you've turned one round, and potentially you you would then say if that works out, you can you'll turn the rest around. Yeah, look. So so we we reported seventeen holes, and as you said, that that was the best hole, but it was three point seven over fifty. Um, so there was quite a, a number of really good holes. And in fact, when you look at the average over five number of holes, average over 10, average over 20, it was actually higher than the last Cora results that we reported. So really very, very encouraging. Um, we're going to bring out, as I mentioned, a new resource on Cora next quarter. We will also bring out a maiden resource on Judd. Right. And so basically, basically let me say, but both of those are happening in Q4 of this year. Correct. Got it. Okay. So the MNI, MNI, sorry, the, the, the conversion from inferred into MNI will continue at court. Because what have you got, like 400 holes so far, something like that? Is that the number? Over 400 holes now in court, right. yeah. Okay. So that's pretty, that's pretty intense. So you, you know a lot about it. You can continue to mine. Uh, you're not taking all the trills off of Cora, but you want to spend a bit more, or give a bit more attention to to Judd. It, it, it's, it seems sensible, but what to what end? What are you hoping it can do for you as a business? Well, Judd, for instance, from a surface, we know it's got the same strike length, if not more, than Cora. So. Cora is a, a thousand meters that we've drilled so far. There's another thousand to the south that we've started drilling um, underground, and we're about to start on the surface. Judd, the drilling that we've just reported was over 600 meters and about 300 meters vertically. So it's quite a significant area. That's that's pushing 200,000 square meters. The average widths that we've seen are well over three meters. So it, it gives you some idea of the sort of potential that you could be looking at when you, you're talking okay, about I the grades that you just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people can. I, I can as well. Yeah. So we, if, if you think you've got a thousand meters by a thousand meters in Cora with two veins and it gives you five million ounces, Judd sits there 
We have not drilled all of it. We've only drilled the 600 by 300. But what we've seen to date in that area is every bit as good as either of the, the core events. So you've got a potential to have, if you like, a third core event that we've already shown over a six by three, 600 meter by 300 meter is every bit as equivalent as the other ones. So this has, this has profound potential to the extent that we'll actually be taking the first stop out of Judd in the next quarter. That's how easy it is to do because it's sitting right next to our existing development. So we'll actually be mining it in the next quarter. That's because you've got the existing infrastructure there that you can use. And, and not, not just drills, but ventilation and, 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 and all the other bits of equipment which are already down there. So, okay, so, so I, I'm a little bit excited by the thought of this because I haven't twigged. We talked about Judd before, but only in terms of potential. And potential means nothing until you do, do something, you do some drilling. You've got 17 holes which you've announced so far. Do you think that the market has given you any credit in your current valuation, enterprise value, market cap, however you, you feel people value you, um, for the Judd component, or will this be something entirely new that people should give you value for? I think it's, uh, it's really only in the last few months that we've been able to show the, the real potential. Um, and you know, you, you mentioned one rig, perhaps more. Absolutely right. In October, at the end of October, that's when we cut off for our Cora resource. We've got six rigs underground. At least three of those, probably four, will basically be turning around and drilling cut. And one of the benefits, obviously, is that all the drill cutties that drilled out Cora are sitting there ready. And all we got to do is be drilling the other way. And so far more rapidly than we, than we drilled out Cora, we've actually got the potential to drill out Judd. And so there's uh, that potential to very rapidly evaluate a thousand meters of, of strike length and a thousand meters vertical. And remember that although we got a thousand meters vertical on Cora, every single hole we drilled at depth has still got mineralization, economic grades, widths. So we don't know how deep Cora goes and we certainly don't know how deep Judd goes. So there's still um, still all of that side of the, thing, of the equation to come. I see so you're, going to, you're going to give us some indication in Q4 of, of what you're seeing, but how much more time would you want on that to actually be able to say with some degree of confidence, I think that we have meaningfully change the value of this company with that? Yeah, that is a tough question. Mm. Um, I think over the next 12 months, 12. We'll, be, it, we'll be able to drill out a significant portion of the Judd area that is available to us underground. Um, and it will keep increasing the area that's available to us because remember, we're still developing to the south We've actually got that development has now gone outside of our mining lease. We're in our exploration ground, and we're actually drilling Cora right now in the exploration ground from underground, as well as, as I mentioned, setting up the drill it from surface. And again, you turn around 180 degrees, you're now drilling Judd. Okay, I'm excited. You got me excited. Uh, so 12 more months of drilling, you've got the capital to do it. Um, 
I know what's happening in Q4. What are, what are you envisaging next year? The moments that we should be looking for. I mean, how, how does Cora go? How does Cora move again meaningfully forward? Because you, you've got to go from this hundred to you know three hundred and fifty thousand production, which you've, you've laid out some of the things that you're going to do there. I mean, Cora's contribution to that is that going to be advanced quickly? Or is it just something that needs to happen at the place it, 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 it happens? Because honestly, what are the moments we get excited about, I guess, is what I'm asking. Well, look, I mean, the first thing we've got, as I mentioned, is is the updated resource yeah. on Cora. Yeah. Maiden resource on Judd, and both of those are happening next quarter. But the, the, do you know what I mean? With, um, with, with Cora, it kind of the, that, in, that resource is a kind of backfilling some of the current valuation. People go, look, we told you what we thought it would be, and it is. There you go. That's what you're going to say there. The Judd thing is a, is a real moment, I think, potentially, but it's you haven't done much drilling, so you're not going to be able to say too much. You just want to be able to put a flag in the sand and say, look, it's pretty high grade. It's right there. It's, what we, again, what we, what we were expecting to see. But give us 12 months, and I think this could be something significant. Right? That, that's what I think we're going to hear in Q4. When, and hopefully I, you, I think you can Q, deliver that. Q, I think Q4 will be, we'll, get, we'll get a substantial resource. It, it will be over a limited area, but we'll have a reasonably substantial resource which will give you a, a, a really good indication because you can do the math and say, well, okay, if that's there and it does that parallel to Cora, um, certainly within that area, if I took that area and said Cora's here and Judd is here, it looks like Judd is at least 50% of that, of what we see in the Cora, because Cora is obviously two veins. So, there's certainly a potential because you've got the strike length and everything else. And, and from what we've seen to date, the widths are very similar. The grades appear to be similar. That it's, it's almost like having, you've got K1 and K2 give you 5 million answers, let's call it. Judd is like a K3. And so that's, that's your immediate potential is to, is to do that. That's what and, you're working uh, to try to deliver. Results we've had. Certainly, are indicating that 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 it's more than just potential. Brilliant. Okay, you got me excited about Judd. Good. We've moved from potential to actually seeing some really nice numbers in the press releases that you, you've put out, and I guess you've got a bunch more work to do in terms of. And we know you give for cash, and there's no debt, and you're paying taxes. We've talked about previously. So, in terms of relations in country, seem to be quite good. Um, and, and I say that's a kind of important thing. I, was, I, I didn't mean to be. Um, Throw away there. I've seen a few cases in Canada where mines are coming up against it, getting opposition from the locals. You know, they are, they've not been involved the right way. And I think, you know, like you and I spent a great, I'm definitely going to put the link again to our conversation around ESG. You know, people go and look at that, um, but, but not to get sidetracked. Um, this coming year, 2022. What what do you want to be able to end the year with? I mean, how quickly, how much money do you do you throw at the 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 growth problem, the growth challenge in twenty twenty two and in twenty twenty three? Is it the same as you've just done this year? I mean, what does it look like to you? Yeah, look. So um, this year, you know, our capital budget was plus or minus uh, sixty million US, and that's sustaining and expansion. Uh, a lot of the expansion going into the twin incline. Twin Incline will be running all of next year. Um, but at the same time, we're doing the camp expansion, doing all those things. They'll all continue. 
um, over the next three years, so this year, next year, the following year, are our big capital years because that's the expansion. Now, the PEA numbers were sustain all our sustaining capital and our expansion capital over that three-year period was about 240 million. Now, that was at a million tons per annum. We're now pushing it up to 1.2 million tons per annum. So we're, our capital is obviously going to go up because we're looking at a bigger project. But those are still the, the sort of numbers you're going to be looking at. With that expenditure, production levels that we've been achieving and we're looking to achieve over the next um, two years, we actually increase the amount of cash we have while we're doing all this and pay tax. And uh, I think last year on MRA told me we were the largest expenditure in exploration in the country was actually K92. And, and we'd look to be on target to be again the largest this year. And we intend to continue with obviously the uh, that whole exploration. I mean, the numbers on, on Chad and Cora, you, you you know, it just begs you to drill. Yeah, well, it seems to. Well, like John, I want to I want to wrap up on that because I want to sit back and uh, wait for Q4 because that's that sounds like like a really fantastic moment for you in in, in Q4 with with both those both those um, uh, events happening. Um, can I just throw some questions at you? Uh, we have talked about them in previous interviews. So again, people do look at the links below, but. Uh, and you don't need to take too much time to answer these ones. Is are you looking at diversifying outside of outside of PNG, say Australia, in terms of MA? We're we're certainly evaluating opportunities, but we've got no there's no uh, um, immediacy that right. uh, we need to do anything because we've got such phenomenal organic growth. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, we talked about that in a previous interview, which will sit below. Um, why, why, why raise or spend money to do that when you've got what you've got? Uh, second, and anyone sniffing around and having a look at you? Not that I'm aware of. But uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess we're going to have a we're going to have a pretty effect, attractive DFS in the in the uh, first quarter next year. That uh, you know it. it, it does make a couple of fundamental changes. You know, we've never done a feasibility study before. So TSX, that means we have no ore. We have no reserves. So next year we'll have uh, first quarter, we'll have our, our first reserves. We make a lot of money we, with no reserves. Just think what we can do when we get reserves. No, and, 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 and interesting time. It's just, I guess the, the question has been asked because a lot of the big boys have been um, you know, building up big cash reserves and also at the same time running out of answers. So, you know, it, would you expect to see a lot of M&A in the industry, you know, in the coming months? I, I certainly would expect exactly as you say, companies have uh, have been enjoying extremely high uh, gold price. And uh, there's, a, there's a lot of uh, companies have built up very, very substantial uh, cash reserves. And as you say, um, you know those tier one type resources are few and far between these days, very much so. So um, 
people are going to be chasing those. There's no two ways about it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I will, I'll try. I won't be tempted or drawn into the conversation about the price of gold. Uh, I'm happy with where it's at, and um, just ha- I'm just happy that uh, the companies that we're invested in are managing to run their businesses. Uh, properly, uh, well, like John, come back and let us know about the uh, maiden resource and obviously the the uh, the resource extension when you've got them. Great to catch up with you as always. Safe, good luck with your meetings over the next few uh, well weeks, I suspect, uh, and we'll see you soon. Okay, no, thanks for that. Stay well. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast? or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.